It is June 19th, 2019. Mm -hmm. This is another episode of In Tuned Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in for it. Um, We hit all of our segments, or most of our segments. Um, We give a quick shout out to Dave Mustaine and send out our... uh, Send out some strength to him to battle what he's dealing with, as well as um, give our thoughts on the future of our our favorite sports teams. Yep. What's what's where where that could possibly be heading? Um, we uh, sh- is uh, should be a good episode, and uh, hope you guys find some enjoyment in it. So, uh, without further ado, let's get into it. It's been a while, man. Yes, sir. It's been a long time. It's been a damn like. minute, dude. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know. Work was kind of crazy for you there. Yeah. Shit, work was crazy for me. Yeah. And just living and trying to make the best of it. Yeah, dude. Uh, how's the how's work been though? Outside of yeah, it's been all right. I can't I can't complain too much. You know, it's work. Um, we're out for the school year. Um, football isn't in full swing yet, but we're getting close to it. Just about there. Yeah. Um, preparing for basketball season and trying to make sure I have some things already in place. So once football starts, I can focus on football until it's about time for basketball season. But, you know, the thing that I've found hard for me right now is when you spend time when you just work for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's hard to go back and work for somebody else. Yeah, I, I kind of get that. Because with my last job, with the way that my my boss had ran things, mm-hmm. like he, he stayed at home and I was out there on on site just by myself and I was kind of... And like, I set my own schedule out there. Well, I, w- I had to be there from 9 to 5, but throughout the day, like where I'd go about and take care of certain things. I kind of set that schedule myself. And it kind of had that my own type of manager feel to it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm working in an office under, like, I know my true boss isn't in the office all the time, but I, I'm i on, like, we're broken up into teams, and I have a team leader. Now, granted, he hasn't been there much because he's had some medical things going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he he kind of runs a tight ship there. He's one of those ex army guys. Oh gosh. Oh yeah, one of those older. Ex, he's like seventy one. Yeah. One of those older ex army guys. So he runs that real tight ship, man. If you start slacking off, suddenly he's at your cubicle going, "How's it going over here, man?" Oh wow. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about there. Yeah, like well, one of the uh, football coaches is like that too, as as military mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. It's just like, why? Like, if you don't stop on a dime when he tells somebody to do something, like, he gets agitated. Like, yeah. And, like, it's kind of, like, it's cute in a way. Because, you know, kids, kids are kids. But, like, he kind of just, like, what? Did you not hear me say stop? I'm like, well, you only gave him, like, 1.5 seconds to stop. (laughs) You know know what I'm saying? But, yeah, other than that, man, watching my health and make sure my health is okay and working that's about all i've been can do i know i'm i'm uh fighting a little illness right now if if i sound a little weird on this episode you guys um just a heads up i i woke up monday severe uh sore throat been 
hitting the medicines really hard, stayed home from work, worked from home, trying to uh, stay on top of it, but yeah, we're all fighting the health bug right now. Yeah. Um, so, let's talk about these NBA finals. Oh, man, I knew you were going to bring it up. How you feel about it? I'm, I got mixed emotions, man. Because I wanted to see Drake disappointed so bad. And I didn't want to see Golden State win it yet again. But I think they were the lesser of two evils there. Mm-hmm. And I know you feel the same for a slightly different reason. Yeah, I'm about to... I, and I know, which is why I, I worded that that way. Because uh, I'm going to let you go on your rant in a minute. Yeah. But, I mean... I I kind of hate that it happened in Oracle. I wanted to see a Game 7. Yeah, I know. Because, I mean, there's just a level of excitement that comes with a Game 7. Right. Um, but at the clay window... Oh, I was... Because I went to... Um, I went to one of the karaoke joints I was telling you about uh, yeah. Thursday, and they were playing the game, of course, in there. Yeah. Which it caused a clusterfuck in there. It literally would cause it took like over ten minutes for me to get a drink. Okay. Every single time I ordered a drink. Yeah. So by the end of the night, I was kind of like peeved. <laughs> but um, oh yeah, the, we're we're so like we were watching it in between doing our songs and all that. Uh, as soon as Clay went down. As soon as I saw him hit the court, I was like, yep, yeah, so this game is over here. And then he came back out, hit his free throws, and I was like, maybe it was just like, he just kind of like got a stinger in his knee or something. Like one of those. And then he went back out, and, and I was, he was done. And I was, yeah, that's, I mean, that's game. I mean, you, you're, already, you're already at a level where Toronto is challenging you yeah. at that point. We'll see. And if you lose a key offensive player... Like Clay Thompson and defensively, he plays both ways. Oh yeah, he does. He does. But I'm I'm talking offensively, putting points mm-hmm. on the board, which is yeah. what they need after losing Kevin Durant. Yeah, which is one of their biggest offensive weapons. After losing that, there was absolutely no hope for Golden State. Although they really put up that fight up until that final buzzer, man. They did. I I was really thinking they were about to end up somehow pulling that horseshoe out of their ass. Now, granted, if they went to a Game 7, we would have been in Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. They would have got smacked all around that court without yeah. Clay and Kevin. Yeah. But it would have made for an exciting moment, though. That yeah. that game would have ended really exciting. Yeah. Um, now we're looking at it, uh, NBA season with no Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah, because they're no saying Clay he's Thompson. probably going to miss the entire season. And Clay Thompson. Torn Achilles, he will. Oh, yeah, he's going to be... Clay Thompson's probably going to miss. 20 CL. All the way up to about March. So he's missing a little over 75% of the season? Yeah. Closer to 80%. About 80% of the season. I mean, it's... Where, it's does, where does Golden State finish without those two? Do they still finish in their normal position in the West? They won't be the normal position. No. Not even close? No. I mean, you're talking about a team that's been Steph at the, the worst, like number done. two. No, because Steph has shown because Steph has injury problems as well. You know he got the weakest ankles in NBA history, probably. I didn't even know that Steph yeah. has ankle problems. Terrible ankle problems. I mean, I, I pay more and, attention to college basketball than I do NBA basketball. So. And he's shown that he has a problem with physicality. 
I mean, so that's going to be tough. Um, they'll find a way to be decent, but they're not going to. I mean, they're obviously making the playoffs. So. Yeah, they'll make the playoffs. And, and Clay will be back to about, help about a month before playoffs. Yeah. I mean, Golden State's still going to be a tough team. Oh, yeah. I mean, they got, what, Steph? They got Iguodala. They got yeah. Boogie. Yeah. They got. At least for right now, they have Boogie. You know, Boogie's a free agent. Oh, is he? Yeah. I thought he was still on the contract. What does Draymond do? Because I know he's about to be a free agent as well. He's a free agent next year. Oh, so he's got one more year. Yeah. Oh. So he's. Because I know there's there's a lot of like tension between him and some other pieces in the Warriors well, organization. The the max the max deal that he's going to want. You gotta look at it. You gotta take Clay. You gotta take care of Clay and possibly KD this year. And you can't give. I mean, there's no guarantee KD's coming back either. But here's the thing. They, they at all signs point to KD leaving Golden State. But here's the thing. Does this they're going changes? to they're going to go after him. Like and you, you, basically I, I see them saying like, look, you got this injury that's gonna keep you out all next season. No one's gonna wanna pay you what you're gonna wanna get paid while you sit on that bench. We're fully prepared to pay you what you want. While you sit on the bench and then come back after next season, you think that's the pitch they're coming to Kevin Durant with? With both of them, Clay. Well, Clay's well, yeah. Pitch well, now that like, Clay's down too, as yeah. well, he's missing the majority of next season. Yeah, and Clay was probably gonna get max money from somewhere other than Golden State. I know there were talks of him going to the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, so it's just bad timing for both of those injuries, and it also gives the NBA players another reason to say. It. Hey, we need to up either up the salad crap or get rid of the salad crap. Because you it's layered off on how much you make per year. Like this is gonna be Clay's first time ever eligible to get big money. Oh yeah. I'm talking about like the big money. Big big like max contract type big money. Yeah. And he deserves it. I mean, the, yes. Not because like uh, being a great offensive player is one thing. Like you know, the the guy is an incredible shooter. Yeah. Just the fact that he backs it up on the other end of the court too with his defensive play, I mean that that is max contract worthy. That is an important piece they have on the court. Yes, so coming from someone who tried to, yeah, emphasize my defensive play went back when I was playing. Yeah, I I just know how important to the game of basketball defensive play is. Yeah. And so it's just they, I think they'll find a way to be respectable. Um. I think Kawhi is going to probably end up staying in Toronto. I was about to ask you about that. I was going to ask you what, what do you think Kawhi does now that he landed that championship in Toronto. All right. You think so, he stays? Absolutely. What makes you say that? Here we go. I owe Kawhi Leonard an apology. Oh, my God. Oh yeah, That was another thing I was going to ask you. I see every time I'm scrolling through Twitter and Facebook, I see a Kawhi Leonard thing, and I'm like, I'm scrolling through, I'm looking at it, and I watch it, and I'm like, all right, why is this popping up on my timeline? I look, liked by Brian Howard, or shared by Brian Howard. I'm like, Brian, you spent the past three episodes on here just going after him, screw number two? I owe him an apology. All right. Go ahead, the floor is yours. Kawhi Leonard, I sincerely apologize for ever questioning you. And your ability, I apologize for questioning your injury. I'm not going to apologize for what I say about Uncle Dennis, because he's still a piece of crap to me. 
But I fully understand why you want it out of San Antonio. You are right. You are probably the second best player in the world after Kevin Durant. And you deserve to be happy. And I'm happy to see how much you have progressed over the past couple of months with your personality. I'm happy to see that you have a girlfriend and a daughter that you, that you have and all of that great stuff. I'm glad that you got another championship. You earned it. You worked hard for it. And finals MVP. Finals MVP again. Yeah. Oh, he absolutely deserved that. He will Toronto that championship. Man. Yeah. And so I sincerely apologize. And Kawhi Leonard is back to being my favorite player in the NBA. Oh, shit. All right. San Antonio Spurs. Why'd you let him go? <laughs> I love my organization. But you have to take a note from Toronto here. And Golden State has to do the same thing. When somebody tells you that something's wrong with them, I even know this now personally with my health. I told doctors, something's wrong with me, something's wrong with me, something's not wrong with me. And one doctor kept dismissing me or whatever. So I went to a different doctor, got another opinion, and I found out that I had something going on with me. It's like, you, nobody knows your body better than you do. So Spurs, you screwed this up. You gave, you let one of the best players, one of the top two players in the NBA I mean, honestly, if they would have held on to him and he turned into player that he is in Toronto already? Yeah. God, especially now. Oh, my God. And just think about, like, the way that they handled him. He only played 65 games in the regular season. He got all his treatment and stuff um, in between games. And they was like, okay, you're not going to play every single game. And that's the thing that the Spurs, the Spurs, the Celtics, and the Warriors are the three Best ran franchises, but they fall short when it comes to tech managing their players and taking care of the players, like with the health issues and things of that nature. Yeah. Because they want to, they want them to play every game, and that's cool. That was that's Kyrie's problem in Boston. Brad, Brad Stevens is a coach. We have to keep developing players. We have to get better every day. And Kyrie was just like, just let us get to the playoffs. And once we get to the playoffs, we'll handle business. And that's why he literally just left. Didn't he sign with the Nets? Well, he can't sign yet, but they're saying But, but he's the deal's in place. All he has to do is put the pen on the paper, and they're waiting yes. until he can. But yes. That's going to be interesting, though. Him and D'Angelo Russell in, the, in Brooklyn? Well, Brooklyn is already talking about they don't want both of them. So if they get Kyrie, they would trade D'Angelo Russell. Oh, man. And if I'm but Brooklyn... he's balling out for them, though. Yeah. And if I'm Brooklyn... Well, if I'm the L.A. Lakers, I try to get D'Angelo Russell. Oh, try and get him back, you mean? Yeah. And like, oh, we're so sorry. Oh, the guys that just acquired nice... Anthony Davis? Yeah. If they get uh, D'Angelo Russell back? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Get get him running point for them? Yeah. And then, uh, he, uh, I can't imagine, you know, coming down the court... Oh, who do you got? Who's your options? You can dump it down to Anthony Davis, or you can kick it over to LeBron James. Yep. And uh, so, here's the thing. Kawhi Leonard is my favorite player. Mm -hmm. You about to buy his jersey? 
hell no. <laughs> uh, you know I'm a huge LeBron guy, so whatever team LeBron goes to yeah, is usually is usually my usually my favorite team. Well, the Spurs. I'm gonna go that far. I'm just a big LeBron guy. Yeah, I'm a LeBron guy, but like the Spurs for me, they're kind of falling off for me a little bit because of how they mishandled Kawhi, and then there's like I know my Spurs are gonna be fine. See, They're I, always gonna be fine. I can really relate to you in that too, because you know I'm a Clippers guy because yeah. the Clippers used to be in Buffalo. Yeah. So I got I got to stick with my Western New York sports teams. Yeah. You know Bills and Sabers. You know I got the Clippers over there. I did not like the way that they managed when they had Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin, how, and JJ Redick. How do you not get a championship? Out and of they that? Uh, how do you not get a championship out of that? Then they let them all go. Uh, all all those guys are gone. Am I am I right? Yes. I can't remember. If Chris DJ Paul was walked. Chris Paul walked. Walked Blake, right on over to Houston. Blake got traded. Blake got traded. Traded to Detroit. JJ signed to. Yep, he walked. He walked over to Philly. And DeAndre Jordan walked. He was the last one to go. I thought. Yep. Right. And they literally lost. Oh, that was four of the starting five. How do you not win a championship out of that? And just like you were saying, like. LeBron's your guy. J.J. Redick is my guy. Ever since I saw him step foot on the court at Duke, he was my guy. Everywhere he goes, I'm going to have a soft spot for that team. Philly? Philly's also my team. Like I'll always be a Clippers guy. But Philly? They're my team right now because J.J.'s on there. Well, he's getting ready to hit free agency. So let me hit you with this. I don't see him leaving, though. Before you even say, I don't see him leaving Philly. If the L.A. Lakers call, he ain't leaving? Here's I didn't even think that was an option, though. I didn't think that he was even on their radar. Here's the thing. They're going to have about $30 million in cap space. Let's, let's, all right, 20. I'll say 28. They're going to have $28 million in cap space, okay? They can use all of that money and get a Kimball Walker, a Jimmy Butler. Or they can use a fraction of it and get a J.J. Redick, who was always going to step on that court and fucking produce. Or they can get a couple of guys. J.J. Reddick. Oh, yeah. Bo- Bodon. Bonvanovich. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't hate it. Because I know in the long run, he'd end up with a championship. And that's all I wanted. Ever since his Duke days, he, he missed uh, out uh, on that true championship. I just wanted to see him get it. Wait. You're no longer Adam Kendall. You're Rob Palenka. The GM of the Los Angeles Lakers. You can get a Kimball Walker. You can get... Kyrie, you can get Jimmy Butler, but you only get one of those guys. Or you can split that money up, bring in a JJ Redick, bring in a Seth Curry that they're talking about. You can bring in Chris Middleton. You can bring in a number of those like mid-level guys and just put them around LeBron and Anthony Davis <laughs> and, okay. and and Kyle Kuzma. So what I would do. Seeing that, especially with teams like, specifically the Lakers, bringing in just one big name, one or two big names, just doesn't work out in the long run. Like, they have a good run during the season, but then they fizzle out, right? I would grab the smaller name. Like, J.J. Redick, he has the big name talent, but somehow still flies under the radar, I feel like. And they need shooting. I mean, okay, (laughs) so he's been in the league... 13 years. Yep. 
He has he's been on what four different teams? Three of all. Magic, Bucks, Clippers. He was on the Bucks for like a season or half a season. Oh shit, I missed that. So yeah, four he teams. Four and then the in Philly. Yeah. Each of each single season of his thirteen year NBA career, he has made the playoffs. That is longer than anybody in NBA history. I would take talent like that if I can get him because you're going to get him for the low price because, like I said, he still flies under that radar. Yeah, he's not going to be a $28 million. He, he's, not gonna, he's not a max deal guy. Yeah. Although he de- fucking deserves to be, in my opinion. I know sure I'm biased, but he fucking deserves it. I'm pretty sure he's doing very well. <laughs> I, I'm not saying he's not doing well. I'm just saying he deserves, he deserves a big money deal. Just for what he... Uh, because he's one of those guys that plays it on both ends of the court, too. He he always has. I would take the J.J. Redick, throw in the Seth Curry, throw in a couple of other guys that are just going to get out there and fucking hustle on both ends of the court for you. Because LeBron is going to he's gonna run the court out there, and he's going to get you to the finals. And then as a team, they're going to grab a championship. Because here's the thing that the NBA, I'm happy about this. Other than the Lakers, the super team element is kind of dwindling away a little bit. And I like that so much. Because now you got to have a deep team to win. Yeah, we saw that now. Yeah, Toronto just smacked a super team in the finals, didn't they? They did. Not I... just a super team. That was literally the Monstars. Yeah. And they Toronto just literally went like, whap, smacked them. And see, and like Nick Nurse, he didn't do a great coaching job. Because I think he waited too long to get... He waited till he was down 2-0 to finally realize, I got the best defender in the whole league on my team. Why is he guarding the supposed MVP? It took him two games to figure that out. I'm like... Like, in game one, I was just like, why isn't Kawhi guarding Giannis? Oh, dude. But once he started guarding... As soon as Kawhi started guarding Giannis, dude, everything changed. He shut... I was shocked because... Giannis is so much taller than the man. I, I just don't that, understand man. how he shut him down so much. Cause it he, was ridiculous. Because Giannis doesn't have a jump shot. Oh. That's true. That was the knock against... Um, ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. And also Blake Griffin for a while. Yeah. I mean, the tremendous post player, Blake Griffin. Just if you if you took away, if you denied him the post, there you effectively shut him down. Yeah. So he didn't have, he doesn't have a jumper, man. And you can't in today's NBA with all the analytics keep and stuff him out like the that. Paint, keep him out the game. Yep. You keep him out the paint, and then a lot of everybody's hitting three point shots now. So anytime you shoot a mid range jumper, why are you shooting that? Why are you shooting it? You get the same amount of points forcing your way down in there and laying it up. Yeah. Either you lay it up or you step Shoot out on three. that line. So, so, yeah. So, if I was the Lakers, I think I would do like you just said. I would get Pat Beverly to run a point guard for me. I was, I was going to ask you, where do you uh, what, what would be your moves if you were in charge of the Lakers? Who would you grab? I would either get Pat Beverly or I would get... Um, Seth Curry. Isn't Beverly still on the Clippers? 
He's a free, he's agent. free agent. It's hard to keep up with all the contracts in yeah. pro sports. But yeah, I know he was he's he's been big for the Clippers. Yeah. And I think defensively you already you you got Anthony Davis for defense. That's going to be all right. But you got to put some ball pressure. Like somebody got to guard Steph. And I mean that's that's the first step you need to cuz like that that's Western Conference right there. You need to stop Steph so you can get guards. even get to the finals. Yeah, and then then you gotta worry about well, who you're come. Worry about Kawhi if he's still there. With not even just Steph, throughout the whole conference, there's good point guards. Uh, you got Jamal, James Jamal Murray. Murray. Harden is a good guard. Chris Paul's a good guard. Um, Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum. You got to guard those guys. Oh, I forgot about Portland. Oh shit. So you have to guard those guys. And, I mean, LeBron's not going to guard them. Somebody has to guard them. So I would get Pat Beverly a point guard. He ain't going to score a lot of points. take him away from us? Come on. He's not going to score a lot of points, but he's going to play good defense. Um, I think Kuzma, I Davis, he- and James are going to be the top scorers for that team. The race it comes down to for Kawhi. Is it's between Toronto and the Clippers right now? Yes, that that that's it. it. Is that is it? Is he's either staying there or going to the Clippers? Yep. And I just hope to God that the Clippers get him. I want. Because I don't. The only thing I had against him was that he knocked JJ Redick out of the playoffs here. Other than that, I was okay with him. I didn't necessarily like what happened to San Antonio, but hearing you talk about it there, I get it. So I can get past him knocking JJ out if he comes to my Clippers. So for me, I kind of want him to stay in Toronto. It'd be good for basketball if he does. I think it's good for. But him. it'd be very great for Los Angeles if he claimed it came to the Clippers. I think Toronto's good for him. Is it? I think it's good for him. And that cold Just, ass place. His personality. Which he doesn't have a lot that of. Silent but killer. Yeah, He's like that silent killer. Yeah, and like people, they love him there, man. He gave them their only championship. That's why a whole country behind you. Where yeah. you go to L.A., dude, dude. That that parade that they had the other day, two and a half million people. Yeah. In the streets of Toronto. Yeah. That's insane. And like those people, man, they love that dude there, and it's. Probably a sense of love that he hasn't felt in a long time. It's kind of like Jimmy Butler kind of like really fitting into Philly. Philly. Kawhi really fits into to Toronto. Toronto. Yes. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. I just The basketball player, I want in the on the Clippers. Yeah. The person, Kawhi, I, I do want him in Toronto. But and just then, me being selfish, c- come on back. Come on, come on over here, and man. Then all those dudes over there, they love him. Hey man, I, I saw he was. I, I saw those moments after the win of him and Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem pretty close. Yeah, but I mean, and Serge Ibaka, like all those, they love them. Like those dudes, they uh, that love was them that was such a sleeper squad, and then they they hit the finals, and they're like, yeah, we're here, bitches. That's pretty much it. And I mean, think about it. Mark Gasol got a ring, dude. How about Pau Gasol and Mark Gasol being the only brothers, brothers to both win a championship yeah. in the NBA? Yeah. I like I like the Gasol brothers a lot. I really like Mark. Yeah, he played his heart out in Memphis for the longest time, and then he 
he had to leave there. Yeah, but I for for a minute, I forgot Mark was on the, the Raptors, and then I saw him out there. Yeah, because Memphis just was done with him. Like we're rebuilding. Yeah, Serge Ibaka. Everybody was done with him. And see, well, he was on the Thunders for a long time. Yeah. So here's the other thing about it. If you notice the GM for the Raptors, all those guys that he has around him for the most part, they're guys that just want the ball. They don't care about going to the big media markets. They just want a chance. They just want to play basketball. Like Mark Gasol, like he got like a lot of foreign guys, so they used to be in different countries anyways, opposed to like an American guy like a Kawhi or a Kyle Lowry who might want to like, man, I want to get back into the United States. You know, like these guys are used to living around the world. And so it's a big difference, man. I just think, and the way that the Raptors as an organization handled Kawhi, I think that's going to be the biggest point for him. Like they handled him so well. They took care of him, you know? Yeah. They did a great job taking care of him. And I think that's important because you might not get that with the Clippers. You you might will, but you might not. You got to be prepared for either scenario. Because I would have thought the Spurs were taking good care of him. I would have thought Golden State would have damn sure took care of Kevin Durant. Calf strain. Yeah. It's so... We originally got hurt, and they kept saying it's a calf strain, calf strain. Calf like strain doesn't keep you out that long. Too close to your Achilles to even chance it. For real. That's all. Your calf is right here. I know. Like, your Achilles. Are you, did you see it roll up into his calf in the slow motion video? Kevin Durant? Yes. I was just about to bring that up. You saw the slow-mo video of Kevin Durant when his Achilles just popped on him. It rolled his up. Whole, his whole calf went. And there was another. They put it side by side with a football player recently that had it happen. It looked exactly the same. His calf just jumped up. And that's how, like, immediately watching it, I was like, yeah, his Achilles is gone. God. And I, I knew, like, so we're at, we're, we got no Kevin Durant for the next season but see here's the thing too chris carter the night of that game on national television during during the daytime he said if he's not careful he's going to tear his achilles he was like you do not play with cow strains and like for a doctor just to say oh worst thing you can do is re re-aggravate your cow that's how how are you a doctor how are you a doctor Yo, license revoked. What? Chris Carter, he went to Ohio State, yeah. But, like, he's an athlete. Like, how does he know this? But you're the doctor and you don't know it. Like, how is that even possible? That made no sense to me. Right? So, so I think... For Kawhi's health purposes, he needs to stay in Toronto. Whether he's worked with that staff, their staff and his doctors have worked together, have worked well together. So keep that together, and defend your championship. You don't get mass dollars. And I, I think it would be best if he did stay in Toronto. But just the fan in me, I want him to come to my team because I know that's the only other place he'd go to. Well, 
the difference is the Clippers can give him a four-year match deal. But he gets like a five-year in Toronto. Yep. See, because if he would have stayed... He's not guaranteed another championship in Clip in uh, Los Angeles. He could very well go for another one in Toronto if they keep that squad together. Yes. Also, <laughs> with him leaving San Antonio, if he would have stayed in San Antonio, they would have gave him the Supermats. But since they traded him, he can't. he's not eligible for the Supermats. And so he would get the, the five-year match deal in Toronto. If he was to leave Toronto, he could only get a four-year max. It's just... Mm. And he's not somebody that cares a lot about money, obviously, if you just look at him. He just wants to go somewhere he can win. And <laughs> he just wants the ball. I mean, because really, you don't know if he wants to go somewhere to win. I mean, win is nice. He's going to play basketball. And it's just like, because like when the Spurs were even talking with him, like trying to get him back on the same page, they was like, it's hard to talk to somebody that doesn't talk. Like, he doesn't talk. He really doesn't, man. I'm shocked at the level of personality he's put out since he won that championship in Toronto. Well, the, you know the story in San Antonio after they won the championship? Patty Mills got there and told a story about the uh, Halloween party. Have you heard this story before? I don't know. Well... Tony Parker was throwing a Halloween party. So everybody, and it was a superhero-themed party. And so everybody was going to dress up, and they were discussing what they are going to dress up as. And Patty Mills was like, yeah, I'm going to dress up as this superhero. Kawhi, what are you going to dress up as? Kawhi Leonard superhero. <laughs> and they was just like, well, what would your signal be? <laughs> his claw symbol. That's his claw symbol. And I was like, uh, really? Like, this way. That's Kawhi for you, man. Kawhi Leonard superhero. <laughs> <laughs> but that's even like Serge Ibaka on Serge Ibaka's cooking show. He asked him, you know, what was his celebrity crush? And Kawhi just hits him with the, mm, that's too close. You got to remember who we are. <laughs> Answer the question, man. He He refused. He refused. And which was smart. That's smart. Yeah, that's smart. smart. You're an NBA player. This, they can hit you up in your inbox anytime they felt like it. Okay. And he got a girlfriend and a daughter. So, he was like, mm, it's too close. Like, I, and of course I take, he's not I take looking it, up. It's somebody Kawhi already knows personally. Or somebody that he could easily get to know. Because mm-hmm. like, the whole time he was just like, I I'd mm. say, I I I say someone he already knows. <laughs> he was like, mm, and if he says that she's going to slide on up in there, like, <laughs> hey, what you trying to do though? But it was just <laughs> it was just like funny to me. It was just like, where's all this personality coming from? Even though it was like dry, but it's still like more personality I've ever seen from him in his first six or seven years in the NBA. He was like, Kawhi oh, Leonard superhero. <laughs> mm, that's too close. <laughs> He said, we have to remember who we are sometimes. Two different sentences. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have to remember who we are sometimes. <laughs> We're professional athletes, man. We can... Can't be like, saying that shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's like he's like that. Can't be putting that out there. Or the story about the um, Nick Nurse telling the guys, all right, guys, we just need to get one of these road games. And, and he said, qu- fuck that. Let's get them both. Both, yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, cause, like, he's one of those people... 
like he's one of those quiet people that when they speak, it's something important. Yeah. So for him to interrupt the coach, be like the one thing he says is always profound. Yeah. Yeah. Or board man gets paid. Like that's a slogan now. That's like that's like basketball folklore now. Like I'm gonna hang that. I'm gonna hang that saying in the locker room next year. Board man gets paid. Grab rebounds, you get paid. Fuck oh, yeah. And he had you saw he had the shirt on yesterday. He went like his marketing is good too for him to be so quiet. I mean, yeah, you're right. This is like the man knows what he's doing out there right now. Does, that's the weird thing. But does he, or is he just being himself and is just working? Like that's the thing you don't know. That's a good point. I think he's just being himself, and it just somehow works. And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna fucking go with it." Yeah, that's what I think too. Because it's just like, is he like, is he like? We all know he's like a mute, pretty much. He does. Yeah, he just comes in, plays his ball, and then he leaves. He might answer a question or two in media. <laughs> then he leaves. And if he does, it's like one word answers. Yeah. So how you feeling? Good. Yeah. <laughs> or he's a fun guy. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> that killed me when he did that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the, the meme they put out when he was holding his daughter. Yeah. And she had the kawaii face on her. And they're like, yo, his daughter's just as quiet as he is. Yeah. She did. Uh, she like she, she had really to... <laughs> looked like a female Kawhi Leonard. She did. She did. Adorable little thing. I want to know how did she fall asleep during that whole parade? She was because like, she's Kawhi Leonard's kid. <laughs> she was not. Now they had her covered in a blanket and everything. She was not. Now. Jesus. But yeah. Uh, b- before Let's... before we end this one, I, I saw this and I wanted to get your take on it as a football coach okay. and someone who is unbiased against this team. Yeah. And I I have my thought on it because I'm a fan of the team. But I, I just as an unbiased football coach mm-hmm. as one here. Uh this this um this thing listed four different Buffalo Bills players. Okay. And it says which of these four players has the most amount of pressure to perform in this next season? Josh Allen being deemed the franchise quarterback, mm-hmm. LaShawn McCoy, who last year had his career low in, in yards and touchdowns, mm-hmm. Jerry Hughes, who just signed a two-year contract, most of which is guaranteed money, Shaq Lawson, who is still trying to live up to that first-round talent level. Now, I kind of want to throw in another one into the mix. Sean McDermott, the head coach, who's going into his third year, who hasn't produced two really great years, but managed to get us into that the playoffs in that first year. For me, I would go Josh Allen. Really? Yeah. Because you got in the playoffs your first year, so that gives you another three years right there. He wasn't there that that year. That I'm, was talking the coach. I'm talking about the coach. I'm talking about the coach. I'm talking about your coach. Your coach, you got, he got you to the playoffs. Oh, so you so, think, so you think it is you Sean get a three McDermott. year buffer? 
No, I'm saying he gets the oh, Sean McDermott. Oh, gets, gets a, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Sean McDermott gets a three year buffer because he so got passes the it off to Josh Allen. Yes, I agree with you there. He did get us there. His first year into the into the position, he got us into the playoffs for yep. the first time in 17 years. Yeah, and I I see a lot of people knocking him, but I'm like, yo, he did do that with a subpar team. And see, that's because Coach Cutcliffe went through the same thing about two years ago. Where people was like, oh, if he doesn't do anything this year, he might be on the hot seat at Duke. It's like, do y'all remember what the team was like before he got there? They lost to Richmond. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, Sean McDermott, he had that year with what he was given to him. And he still got us into the championship. He's still moving pieces around and making the team what he, he wants, wants it, it to, to be. be. I don't think Josh Allen is on the hot seat in any way. Because of the level of talent, but that it's year he, two. he does. It is year two, but you think about what he was working with last year. He had no one to throw to. He had a high school equivalent offensive line. I mean, you look at the amount of times he had to scramble. It, we're lucky the boy has some legs on him. Mm-hmm. I think, oh man, I think it's Shaq Lawson, honestly. Why? Because they're just the level that the defense has been playing since McDermott came in. I think he needs to. I, th- I think he needs to produce more in it a little bit. Hmm. I think the defense is kind of passing him by a little so, bit. So what? Do Jerry you... Hughes is on his way out. He's playing a year or two more at the league. So, what would? You... Give me some like baseline stats you want from Shaq Lawson this year to le- let you know that he had a good year. Baseline stats. Yeah, like what does he need to do for you to show that he had a good year? Hmm. Actually, you know what? Can I change my answer there? I still wanted to know, though. But, yeah, you can change your answer. See, that's why. Cause... I need to see more rushes on the quarterback from him. Okay. I feel like he didn't have as many last year as he normally does. He needs he needs to get he needs to get after the quarterback a little bit more. But now, like, reading through this, I want to change my definitive answer there. And I think it is shady. Here's my thing about the about running backs, they age quickly. That, 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 that's what I'm talking about. Like he he hit 30 and then he had the season he did last year. Now, and I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt here because of the offensive line not creating any sort of holes for him. All right, so I'm gonna but, give you my. But shot. also, like he, I mean, he's supposed to be one of the top backs in the league. I'm gonna give you my. Baseline stats for Shaq Lawson because I'm looking at his numbers from this past yeah, year. I couldn't I couldn't remember the exact numbers from last year. So he had 18 solo tackles, four sacks, and two forced fumbles. All right, for me, you're playing defensive end. The, the, you got the, to give me at least eight sacks. You got to double that. And this is why I asked you because I know you're the football coach. Yeah. You know. You, know you got this. to double that because that means you're not rushing anybody. And that's what I'm talking about. Get get in there and dig in and rush a little bit more. 
Yeah. He he needs but to But I don't mm. And they're not going to pick up the option on his contract. So he has to perform this year. I think that came out, they already said that they were not going yeah, to. that's what I'm saying. He's so. got one more season to prove himself. To prove himself, yep. Jerry Hughes, I think he's starting to get some age on him. I think. He had seven sacks. 30 solo tackles. So the, he had a better year than the the biggest loss was Shaq. on the defensive line is Kyle Williams by far. Yeah, but but he gives more room for for these guys to step up to Harrison Phillips, who we ten, we did draft to fill that hole when that day comes. We just didn't anticipate it coming so soon. Um, I feel like he's going to do okay, and bringing in Ed Oliver is really going to help out the defensive line. Um. I, I honestly I say out of those group I say LaShawn McCoy really needs to step up just in the with how many running backs we brought in in this offseason. We're we're definitely making a statement there. Right. And it we're saying basically look if you're going to have another one of those seasons that you just had, we're going to we're going to start moving on. I mean, we brought in a we drafted the running back that had the leading number of rushing touchdowns in FBS. And Devin Singlet, uh, Devin Singletary. Terry, your sister's pregnant again. Oh, okay, we're going there with it. Wow. Well, yeah. So, but yeah, from a defensive end, if you're not getting pressure on the on the outside, you're virtually useless because your job is to keep everything in the pocket. See, I don't know all those technicalities either, which is yeah. another reason I wanted to bring it to you. I, I'm not well-versed in all that. Yeah. So you want to keep everything in the pocket. If they get to the outside of you, it's no good. No bueno. So your job is to keep everything in the box, let your defensive tackles create some pressure from the middle because what affects like a quarterback like a Tom Brady is not the outside pressure. It's the pressure right up the middle. You got to take Tom Brady off. You heard people say you got to get Tom Brady off his, off his spot. He used to drop him back five to seven steps. If you rush, the rush from the middle comes in, and you make him take that eighth or ninth step, he's less accurate. That's just like a standstill jump So you, you need the dude coming up from the middle. Yes. So like the Kyle Williams or the, yes. in this case, Harrison Phillips or Ed Oliver coming through. Yeah. So if you're not doing your job on the outside and stretching out those – um, offensive tackles, then you're making it virtually impossible for your middle, for your defensive tackles to get in there, right? Because okay, if I'm playing left, if I'm playing offensive tackle, and I got you because I know you're not gonna get to the quarterback. I got you, but I can chip this guy as well. Just just hit his shoulder pad. Just, just check him. Yeah, just hit his shoulder pad, and now I'm just focused on you, and you can't get off of me. My I'm doing my job, and I'm helping making his job easier, which makes my quarterback's job easier. So anytime I can just hit this guy and not even have to worry about you particularly, or I don't have to worry like my tight end doesn't have to chip you before he runs a route or anything like that, I'm, my offense is going to work fine. All I know is this next season is going to be really interesting for us because, I mean, we've always had one of the top defenses in the league. Yeah. Mostly off our secondary. Yeah. Our secondary just works overtime for us, really. Yeah. 
See, because and the, just the way that we revamped this offensive line, and we brought in so many key pieces, it'll be really interesting to see how Josh Allen handles that. Ha- actually, having some protection and bringing in Cole Beasley from you guys, yeah. and and some uh, John Brown from the Ravens. Yeah, actually having some weapons to go weapons. to. Mm-hmm. And and Cole Beasley's gonna do a great job. I mean, see, he's still got Lashawn McCoy behind him. Yeah, which is still. I'm I'm giving up a pass on the past season. Well, also with your terrible offensive line you had last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I'm giving him that pass because he had that line. That's kind of important. But, so I, I'm I'm still saying Lashawn McCoy behind him. I mean we I mean we can have a sleeper squad. Yep. I mean time will tell. But all I'm gonna say, dude. Um, I think you'll get a wild card spot. I really do. I God, I hope so, man. I'm, on my birthday, the Bills are coming down to play the Panthers in Charlotte. On my birthday, I'm gonna I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there, right? Damn, that would be awesome. Man, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're actually getting a warning from the app right now. So we're gonna we're gonna cut this segment off right here. Yeah, I'm just ready. To talk about some music, anyways. We got a lot to talk about. We we got a lot to talk about on this one. We're we're gonna take a minute and we're gonna come right back. Yeah. All right. We just uh we want to give a a quick uh, shout out to Dave Mustaine of Megadeth, who uh, came out what was it yesterday, mm-hmm. on Monday, and uh, announced that he got diagnosed with throat cancer. Yeah. Which. Especially as a singer, that's uh, pretty devastating news to get. Um, they it sounds like they caught it pretty early on. They're very positive in their treatments. And they said that ninety percent ninety percent success rate in what they're gonna what they're gonna do for him there, which gives some optimism. But but still. Uh, this opens up a whole conversation, which we've had a couple of times on the show. Um, it really stresses the importance of going out, getting yourself checked. Early detection is the biggest thing with any disease. Mm-hmm. You catch it early on, you exponentially increase your chances of beating it. I know that too. So I know some people are like, oh, I'm afraid of going to the doctors. Get the fuck over it. Go to the doctor, get yourself so checked. checked out. Yeah. Um, Check everything. Everything. Every single thing. So we just want to take a second, um, send out some thoughts and prayers to Dave Mustaine and his family while they go and battle this. We hope him a speedy recovery. And uh, we know old Mustaine is going to beat this shit. Yep. And... Um, Megadeth is one of those bands that it took me a long time for them to grow on me. And right now, I, I love me some Megadeth. And uh, Dave Mustaine, a genuine guy. Like, you hear horror stories about him, but I've seen him a few times now in my life. And every time I've seen him, he's been a very nice man. He He's uh, everything it's I like hear from him. like he's mature. Lately, he's, he's been such a, like a good, genuine guy. And um, he, 
we we have some optimism. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna fight through this shit. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna go back to being the Dave Mustaine from Megadeth that we all know and love. Right. So um, prayers up to to you, Dave Mustaine. What time is it, Brian? Sorry, would you rather? Let's do it then. Yeah. I'm going first again. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Would you rather? Mm-hmm. You got to pick one. Would you rather live the rest of your life with your brother Zach or live the rest of your life with your brother Jason? Why are you doing this? Would you rather? (sighs) Okay. We all generally have the same interests. For the most part, like sports wise, and mm-hmm. but Jason listens to the same music I do. Yeah. So I think I'll have to go with Jason. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I probably want to live with Jason too. <laughs> <coughs> All right. <coughs> that was. I didn't expect that one to go there. Hmm. All right, Brian. Yep. Would you rather be a pro athlete for the team of your choosing, uh-huh. or a professional musician? Mm-hmm. Athlete, hell of a lot more money. <laughs> <laughs> I could do this for ten years. Do that for ten years and be done. Musician, gotta keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guaranteed money, baby. It's <laughs> that guaranteed money. I would say that's the lazy way out, but considering the amount of work that they put in during those years, exactly. Not quite lazy work way out. Right. All right. That's that then. Alright, as Alter Bridge is saying there, it is time for On This Day. And for this one, we actually got two because we couldn't decide. Alright. So on this day, June 19th, 1987, Guns N' Roses made their UK live debut at a sold out The Marquee Club in London. Okay. And then on this day, three years later, June 19th, 1990, Prince played the first of 12 sold-out nights at Wembley Arena in London, England on his current Nude European Tour. Yeah. So, throwing it back, what, 30 years? Yeah. 30 plus years for Guns and Prince. Well, as I think we all know, Prince is my all-time favorite music artist. Period. Like, end of story. If you told me to pick a music artist, I'm probably going to pick Prince. So, um, with that being said, 12 nights in one place, that's unheard of. That's not something that you hear of anymore these days. Not just one place. Wembley Arena. Yeah. I mean, so, what, about 20,000? 
a night, something like that. Way more. Well, remember, arena's different from the stadium. It's still significantly more than 20, I uh, believe. Really? Oh, wow. That's what I'm going to say. Looking for my phone, it's right here. And then Guns N' Roses playing their first UK tour. Let me look it up. I mean, Guns N' Roses is Guns N' Roses, and they're very... Guns N' Roses in the 80s, too? Yeah. They're an iconic band. Wembley Arena capacity. Oh, never mind. 12,500. Well, I'm pretty sure they had more than 12,000 in there. That That is, quote-unquote, capacity. Yeah, no. Yeah. Probably closer to 20,000. Well, I really thought Wembley would be bigger than that. Well, you remember But Wembley. still, selling that out 12 nights. Yeah. That's unheard of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, that's right when Kiss used to do seven nights in a row at Madison Square Garden. I mean, it's a big deal. That used to be a big I mean, thing. Th- these are just world, world-renowned arenas. Well, not only that, you got to have the fan base of pack those places yeah, out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Every single night. Yeah. Sold out. I mean, he sold that out two weeks in a row. Right. Come on. Yeah, that's unheard of, man. That doesn't happen anymore. I didn't, I didn't even think that could happen you, until I read it just now. You can't even get two shows in the same state anymore, <laughs> let alone the same arena. <laughs> I mean, this, is, this, was, this was the 80s and 90s, man. Yeah. So, on, on this day in music history. We had some news pop off this past week, Brian. Yeah. Alter Bridge announced, what, their sixth album? Mm-hmm. They announced the title, the release date, and uh, a few so- shows over in Europe. Yeah. Those shows also bring in along Shinedown and Seven Dust with them. Yeah, don't remind yeah. me. I saw earlier, um, someone was talking about it on one of the fan pages, and they commented saying, too bad none of us in the States will get that show. Right. And Tim Turnier, you know him, the mm-hmm. inside guy, yeah. Mark's uh, guitar guy, yeah. commented with a gif of Dr. Evil from Austin Powers doing mm-hmm. the pinky thing. Yeah. We might be getting that tour over here, Brian. I hope so. We just might be getting that tour over here. I hope so. Because I get it. The UK is a big market for hit, raw hard oh, rock and heavy metal. Absolutely. I get it. But some of these packages they put together, like... Uh, Met- for Metallica in the night, Ghost is opening for them. Like, I, we don't get that here. If they brought that over here, we would fucking pay that money. Yeah. We would be there. Yeah. Just try us. Yeah. Go ahead and try us. That's all I'm saying. Just try us. Yeah. I just don't get it. Like, why these packages, why the packages, the what we get. Like... Like the the big show for us this year so far has been the Shine Down Papa Roach package. That was intense. That was a good show. Yeah. But she throw in three headline acts on one bill like Alter Bridge Shine Down Seven Us. It's like whoa, like that's monster. I wish we did get some some love like that I over can't here. Imagine what that would pull in just going around the country. Right. All I ask is that they try us. <laughs> All right. Just come on. So maybe we'll get that. I hope so. Um speaking of that, um the first single is going to be released from uh, released on June 28th, 
which is two weeks from when it was announced, so yeah. a week from Friday. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be the Wouldn't You Rather song from the album. And Mark Tremonti, who on Fortress, he did the lead vocals on Waters Rising, but on Last Hero, he didn't have a lead vocal song. He's going to take over lead vocals on Forever Falling. Yeah. So what, do you, what do you think of that one, man? I mean, he he did a great job. Uh, uh, Waters Rising is a huge Alterbird song. Yeah. So, I mean, why not? Might as well. Uses use the ability he has. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you hear how he's progressed on all of his solo albums yeah. with his voice. So, yeah. I can't wait to hear that song. Right. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the 28th. That song is going to be on repeat the entire fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. I'm going to bring a Bluetooth speaker into work and I'm going to blast it for the whole office to hear and they can get <laughs> the fuck over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the album drops October 8th. Mm-hmm. And the European tour kicks off sometime in December, I believe. So. Okay, so in time for maybe a spring tour. In they, the they'll probably States. be at the next epicenter. Yeah, if I ever want to go back there. Oh, yeah, that, listen to the previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's our update on um, new albums. Is there any any other new albums coming out? Yeah. Not off the top of my head. No, not remember. not like too soon. I know Caesar's right. putting one out in, yeah. uh, next year. Yeah. But, yeah. New Alter Bridge coming in within the next week. Right. Oh, man, I can't fucking wait. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Oh, God. It's been so long. It, it really has. What? When did the last year come out? It was 2017? I was going to say 2016. 2016. Probably 2016. They usually go about like three, three years. years before albums, man. But just with Slash and Tremonti. Too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, 2016. Yep. Finally get some new altar bridge, man. Yeah. Alright, time for Artist Spotlight of the Week. Yep. Brian, you're going to kick it off once again, and you're going to play a song from, oh, wow, five years ago. Yeah. I can't believe this album came out five years ago. It doesn't feel like it, does it? Back from 2014. I remember when this came out. The we saw them. Dude, on that tour too, yep. right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Because the first song they put out from it was Lights Go Out. And, uh-huh. and I remember you calling me and be like, man, I don't know about this one. Yeah. But uh, the rest of the album turned out pretty good. Yeah. This is a song by a band called Fozzy, fronted by one of our favorite wrestlers. Chris Jericho. Mr. Chris Jericho. Yep. And this song is called S.O.S. Here we go.
I like it, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's I had, probably one of my favorite had, Fozzie songs. Yeah, I didn't dive deep into this album because of the first impression it had put out. But I really like that song. I, I, I think I need to go. I'm, I'm about to download the whole thing, honestly. And I'm, I'm going to dive into it. The album is called Do You Want to Start a War? Do You Want to Start a War? It came out in 2014. Yeah. No, this band's been going since the nineties, honestly. Yeah. But they didn't start putting out like real albums until like Yeah. Deep into Jericho's wrestling career. Right. But um Yeah, I, I like that song a lot. Man. Yeah. That's one of my favorite Fozzie songs, so. for sure. Alright. Ah, my turn. Now we had a album come out on Friday. And we were going to get together this weekend and do a review of it. Mm-hmm. But life got in the way a little bit, and we couldn't get it done. But I was listening to it, and I've been listening to it for the past week, and this album is incredible. Uh, the new album from Motionless and White, entitled Disguise. This is a song from it that really jumped out at me. It's called Thoughts and Prayers. Okay. Here we go.
dope. Sounds sounds amazing. <laughs> that that might be one of my favorite off the album so far. Really? Okay. Let's see. I mean, I love Disguise. Undead Ahead 2 was pretty good. Brand New Gnome was alright. Um, Another Life and Catharsis I thought was really good. But dude, that Thoughts and Prayer song right there. Sounded great. God. See, I love the songs where he... He kind of like... Switches between like the brutal screams and then he sings. Kind of like the Five Finger Death Punch thing. Yeah. But I just love when... I also love his songs where he just straight up all the way through from start to finish just brutally screams at us. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like a mix there. That breakdown in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really famous for doing all the breakdowns in the songs yep. which you talked about when you first heard them. And Quincy loved their breakdowns too. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've always loved them, man. But oh, man, this whole album has been has been nothing. But great. Has been has been nothing but great. So that's the episode. Um, we we want to um, address something that happened towards the end of that last segment. There, um, the dog got wound up a little bit. She felt the need to kind of bark a little bit there. Um, so that's what that was. But other than that, uh, pretty solid episode there. Yeah, pretty solid. Uh, it's thank- good to be back. Oh yeah, yeah. Missed a missed a week there, but yeah. you know life gets in the way sometimes. But we got pushed through. The show must go on. Right. Uh, thanks again for tuning in and listening, Brian. Plug your socials. Uh, my Instagram and Twitter are now at Coach B Howard. You joined us, normal people that make it the same across the board. Huh? Hey. <laughs> So, Coach B. Howard. Yep. Instagram oh. and Twitter. Yep. I uh, am at Addy Ken, A-D-D-Y-K-E-N, Instagram and Twitter. Um, shoot us a friend request on Facebook. You did. Why not? Um, also, follow the uh, show itself, at Intune Podcast. Should be the same across both of them. Mm-hmm. I need to check that. I haven't checked them in a while. But um, we uh, actually... We're going to post on those pretty heavy coming up. On Sunday, I will be at the Sticks concert in Durham. So I will have a lot to say about that. And a week from tomorrow, on Wednesday, June 26th, I believe it is, I will be at the Shinedown Show. Um, Brian, you said you're going to grab your tickets? Yes. Um, So we'll, we'll be at that. Um... We're gonna uh, the the show following both of those episodes is gonna be a really good one. So tune in. We're gonna get you one before those before those shows happen too. But um, those those episodes are gonna be pretty good. Um, outside of that, I think August eighth is Papa Roach that I grabbed my ticket to. So um, we we got a lot of good content coming your way. Yeah. So uh, thank you ahead of time for tuning in. And um, until next time, as always, be kind to each other.